Welcome to Two Mamas and a Microphone, where we talk about authenticity and love and life and fear and just about anything else we feel like talking about. Prepare to laugh a little bit, to perhaps be inspired, and to regularly be annoyed by both of us. I'm Natalie Napoleon. I am a entrepreneur, photographer, and most importantly, a mother. And I'm Amanda Soler. I too am a mama of three, and I'm a professional who helps other people to grow professionally and personally as well. And we're two mamas and a microphone. Where is that? Well, so what are we going to talk about? I was thinking we could talk about like, since we're going to share that we're doing a podcast next week, maybe we can talk about, you know, being authentic, being real, exposing our vulnerabilities. And um, I don't know, what do you think about I that? I just want to tell you that it's snowing outside. <laughs> and I'm really excited because was it supposed to snow today? I don't know, but I love this kind of soft snow. Yeah. And that's where it ends for me. Oh, that's I love where it. it ends I, for me. I would love for there to be a lot of snow. I know you would. Um, I would maybe also like for the power to go out. Because nowadays, there's no more, you know, getting out of going to work or school because you can just do it at home unless the power goes out. I don't want the power to go out. I just don't. I'm sure I wouldn't either. <laughs> if it actually went out, I'd be upset. First of all, the thought of it sounds okay. like, oh, that's true. I don't want to be cold. <laughs> the thought of it sounds exciting. I know. My it's kids like love day. it. The kids, I don't know. every now and then, they like it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That was that's okay. Not about Natalie authenticity. Likes well, you're authentically revealing that you, um, you know, love the snow. And I'm authentically <laughs> revealing that I'm conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, but what I was thinking, I was thinking, first of all, I came in on the tail end of your show that you do. Yeah. Right. My interview and, series. Yes. And what is that called if people wanted to hear your interview? It's series? in Constant Clients, which is my private Facebook group for photographers. Okay. So if you, you don't have to be a photographer to join. I have several people that are, aren't are photographers I'm a in member the group. Of it. You're yeah. a member, absolutely. Yeah. So if you look up Constant Clients on Facebook, it's a Facebook group, and just ask to join, answer a few questions, give me your email, then you can join. Perfect. <laughs> because you guys were talking a little bit about that. I mean, I only heard your end of it, but, and, and I just really started thinking about how exhausting it is to live a life where you're just not being who you are. Well, I, what we were talking about is I was talking with another photographer. So I think as photographers, as creatives, we all have that self-doubt we have self-doubt and we are not sure that we're good enough mm -hmm. and so he was saying that for years he didn't feel like he was good enough to share his images the images that he took for himself privately with the world so um i forget where that was leading no i mean i think that that's but i think that's so many so many of us we don't think we're good enough maybe we don't feel that way about some sort of creative pursuit but you know, we always talk about Facebook life and, yeah. you know, social media life and real life. And, you know, there's so many things we can do. We can airbrush ourselves so that we look 20 years younger and that we have a smaller nose or a smaller waist or whatever it is. And we can present, you know, you can present your life in a way that looks like you just don't have a minute of worry. 
Learning so your authentic feelings give rise to inauthenticity. Uh, yeah, I guess. All, yeah, I guess that is true. I, and I think that there are certain uh, things that make in your life that makes it easier to be authentic. And, yeah. And I think I think in 2020 in, in particular, people have been more willing to share that inner turmoil that they have. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's so important that we share those fears and those feelings of inadequacy with one another, because it's nice to know that um, we're in good company. I think that's actually a really, a really good point about 2020. I hadn't thought about it like that, but I think that the gift of 2020 is that we're all kind of saying, okay, well, you know, I'm scared or I'm nervous or I'm vulnerable or, you know, my business is being challenged and, um, Whatever it is, I, I just think that there's something, one of the reasons that I enjoy doing this podcast with you is because I think that we are always authentic with each other. Absolutely. You and know? I think that that's really what has been the driving factor behind our friendship mm -hmm. from the very beginning. Yeah. There was no judgment. Yeah. It was just, this is how I feel. This is how what I have to do right now. I can't hang out with you because this is more important. Yes. And there were no feelings of guilt or resentment right. around that. Yeah. And so I think that, I don't know, I, I there's, and I, and I always, I always wonder to myself, why is authenticity so important to me? It always has been something that I love. I don't even like having, you know, it's funny, you were talking about the snow, but when we go to I don't know, a, an event or a mixer or a card exchange. I don't even want to talk about the weather. I immediately want to go, were you an only child? <laughs> Tell me about your background. Like I immediately want to know everything about someone. I think that's the beauty of a, a business card exchange or, you know, an environment or a professional networking environment, because you can just ask questions. Yeah, you can. But I mean, sometimes that could be off putting where if I say, you know, What's your nationality? You have to find the right media. <laughs> I know. That's my problem. <laughs> Hi, I'm Amanda and tell me everything, you know? So, you know, I think I really am intrigued by authenticity, but at the same time, I also do have that same need that I think most of us have to say, uh, to be strong. And I think I was reading something or I was listening to somebody who was talking about, you're never really as appealing as when you reveal, reveal some sort of vulnerability. Mm. You know, we don't really want to be um, listening endlessly to people who have got it a hundred percent together always. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This just reminds me of a conversation I had with my dad uh, just probably about a week before he passed, he came to visit me in DC. I was living in DC at the time and we were driving and we were talking about, who's real and who's not real. And at the time I thought that being loud, you know, now I see it, then I didn't see it, you know, being sure. someone that's loud and forthright, essentially obnoxious is real. Like they're just telling it as it is. And his answer to me was no, Natalie, that is the opposite of real. And it took me a really long time to understand what that meant. That's a person that's loud and just trying to cover up what they're feeling is not authentic. Yeah. You know, I think in a way that they're, they're trying to find attention, That's maybe. Interesting. but I always read it in my youth as someone that was authentic. 
So can I ask you a question that, about your dad? Yeah. About did he, so he passed unexpectedly. He did. He had a heart attack. Okay. He 49. That's, yeah. I never thought about that aspect to it mm -hmm. for some reason. I've always known that he was so young yeah. when he died and that you were young, but I never thought about the fact that you had just conversed with him. That it was not, I never, I don't know why, but that part of it never really res yeah. resonated. I think that's what was so shocking yeah. about the whole thing. And I think for me, that was really a period of my own revolt where I thought that I was being honest and, and forthright with people, but I was just being loud and brazen because I didn't know how else to deal with it. So I was, I suppose not really facing the the feelings, the authentic feelings I was having. Right. Which was, is sense. protective, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's a, uh, it's interesting when you talked about that conversation. I remember a conversation with my dad where I had experienced this public crisis mm -hmm. where I felt really judged mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so public. I can't, do I tell my side of the story like relentlessly yeah. to everybody? Like here's yeah. what's really happening. And my father and, mom and my mother came over and they said, okay, so here's the deal. Yeah. What just happened? You are going to know who your friends are. Yeah. That's what, and I said to them, I really did. I said, well, I never wanted to know. That's so funny. I was never curious. I like to live in. I am fine if you want to pretend to be my friend. <laughs> Feel free. Um, and, and, but then he also went on to say, hey, you know, the, the people that think this about you or that, uh, they're going to think this about you regardless of what you say and do. Yeah. And, you know, the people who love you, love you essentially. But I don't know, all of those things that have happened in my life. Yeah. I just um, have to interrupt you for a second yes. because I remember you would always wear sunglasses and you would say that person's yeah. looking at me, that person's <laughs> talking about me. And I always thought you're crazy. You're crazy. No one's looking at you. No one's talking about you, but they were, you're yeah, right. They were. they were, they absolutely And were. what's interesting too, when people are talking about you, you always know because people will say, Hey, I had a conversation with so-and-so and she was talking about you and this is what she said. So people always share. It always gets back. Or you feel the energy. You do feel the energy. Um, but I really also found that there are just amazing people. That was, that was, you know, I really am one of those people in life who, you know, some people respond to life's gentle whisper and they shift their course. They just get a feeling and they think, oh, thank you. Okay. I'll do this. I have always had to be like kicked in the back and punched in the face before I learn my lessons. I don't learn from a gentle nudge or a gentle whisper. I learn really through, because I'm relentlessly cheerful, mm. it's my way of just, A, it's probably in my DNA, and B, it's my way of functioning, and I prefer to live like that. Um, so really and truly, it's these big, huge events that have, you know, is it not? Well, I was, <laughs> so what happens is, um, the, the, the software we're using cuts us off after oh, 30 yes. minutes. <laughs> so, and my screen falls asleep after 10 minutes. And so I wanted to make sure <laughs> that we weren't still talking and not being recorded. So I'm trying to quietly figure out how to change my screensaver. But now that I am talking and while Amanda was talking, I just couldn't even process what the words <laughs> on the screen were saying. So I'm just going to say, don't sleep.
Don't sleep. Here. The key to life. Okay. <laughs> I used to say, it's funny, when I was a teenager, I used to say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Mm. And someone wrote a book with that title. Oh, see? I should have written a book. You yeah. So anyway, many lost sorry. opportunities. You were saying something no, very basically, no, it, it was essentially that that's how I learned. And I I know the lesson is not to care what other people think. And I always thought it was better than many people are doing that. But apparently I still always had more to learn on that subject. So I've learned that through all of the big events in my life. And lucky for me, I do have you and my close girlfriends and my family. I have a really cool tribe. I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm so grateful for where I am in my life and the people I have surrounding me and supporting me uh, because I feel full. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Of course, you still care what people think. Right. But ultimately, when you have that tribe around you, it doesn't really matter what people think because it's your tribe is who really matters. It, it really is. And, you know, it's... I, I, I've always thought too, and now that you have kids, you're like, well, you can think what you want about me, but don't think this way about my kids. And, you know, eventually you surrender that too. And yeah. you just kind of think, you know, think what you will yeah, do what you will. But I always have to get that message again and again and again. Yeah, I really do. Um, it's hard to let go of that. It's hard it to is. let go of those feelings of insecurity. Yeah. Speaking of kids. Yes. <laughs> my kid is here. <laughs> There he is. Yeah, he doesn't even know he's going to be on a podcast. <laughs> We're doing our podcast. Hi. Hi, you're live. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. <laughs> yep, that was that was Lawrence yep. or Lars. Yep. Natalie's he's oldest. My twenty-year-old mm -hmm. man. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's not a boy. No, so he just came to visit for the nice. day. Very mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about that with Lawrence or Lars? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, but I'm just, I have to say that I'm glad that lab 58 is in town so that when he takes the train home, he can just walk right over to that see me. Perfect. That makes me happy. That is really nice. Yeah. I, I love that. Too. I love yeah. that we have this place to record because I love this space. Isn't it great? It is. Yeah, it is. I agree. I appreciate you being here with me. I like it too. Yeah. So what else, what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've covered that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just continuing on that path to, um, you Finding know. Finding yourself. So, you know, I think it's a constant journey. I Exactly. I do too. And I think it, it you know, there are pieces of it that you get, you know. I, I know that when I first had children, I had to surrender be working late and being that person that's always there because that's so celebrated in our society. Yeah. You work 90 hours, you must be wonderful. Right. And the truth is you're probably avoiding real life. Yeah. And you're getting accolades from people who probably don't ultimately matter. Right. And I remember my father telling me, and again, maybe this can be like, also we can title it something about our father's messages mm. or something, mm. because mm. I do remember him saying, you know, it's, um, it's easy to be appreciated at work. I mean, it really is. You, if you do A and B people go, Oh, you know, I'm going to work so hard. And she yeah. works late at this day at home. You can do A, B and C and they can think right. you're terrible. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. but he said, but yeah, he, at the time it was, he was, it was many years ago. He said, when I'm old, your mom is going to be with me. Yeah. She's the one who's yeah. going to be beside me. Right. And so that's where I have to make the investment. Not that he didn't work hard because he, he worked very hard, right. but he cut it off at dinner time. He yeah. spent dinner with his family. Yeah. He did take, you know, how there's a lot, especially men who will say, I didn't even take a vacation as though that's a badge of honor. When I always feel that it's a regret. Right. Well, when you're on your deathbed, are you going to say, I wish I worked 30 more hours? Right. Or are you going to say, I wish I took those 30 hours off to be with my family? Yeah. Yeah. I would hope. I would hope the latter. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it might not be. <laughs> That's true. You know, so I do think that, um, or your family might be saying, I wish you worked those extra 30 hours because you were with us way too much. <laughs> Sometimes out. quality time is not the best option well, we Maybe have definitely learned time is better <laughs> quantity has we've all experienced that i think during this whole covid yeah. period and yeah. i there's been a honeymoon phase to right. that i think right yeah and then there's been okay you know right but it's also being alone with yourself yeah i think that i love being alone with myself I do too, but I've learned what to do when I'm alone with myself. Mm. Because when you're alone with yourself and you're on Netflix, you're wow. actually not really alone with yourself. We're not it great. Depends what kind of aloneness you need, you know? Right. Like if there, you're alone yeah. with yourself and you're journaling and, and taking some time to do some introspective ins inspection, then. <laughs> <laughs> I love introspective inspection. That sounds bad. I love it. <laughs> no, that's one thing. But then sometimes you just need to disconnect and not think about anything. Because Agreed. There's too much thinking sometimes. Agreed. So you just need to just zone out and do nothing. I agree. But I watch do. Watch the crown. That's right. Although I haven't. Mm. Um, but I do think there's this inability to be alone with ourselves. So mm. I think that sometimes we have people, you know, you're working, 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 and then you're home and you make dinner and mm. then you're with your kids and then you're driving to places mm. and then you get alone and you watch Netflix or you um, engage on social media. I think there really is an interesting um, piece of us that we have a hard time being alone and not being digitally connected and even reading a book. Yeah. I think, oh my gosh, the world would be so much better. Yeah. If people would read a book, read three pages, read a page, read a paragraph. I love reading. I've been I reading too. since I can remember. But, I, but sometimes I do have to force myself. Yes. To do it. True. Well, because once you get older, there are just so many things you have to do. And you have right. to be thinking about the laundry and dinner and grocery shopping and work and right. who needs to go where and this and that. And it just seems like yeah. one more thing to do. And it's when, a mental exercise. When in reality, if you take the time to do it, you'll find that you'll have more time later. Right. And you, you'll have things in your head other than what you're just, you know, focusing on, whether it's on television or, I mean, we're huge consumers. Yeah. We are just huge consumers. Yeah. Whether you think about running around shopping or whether you think about all that we read on our news feeds or when we, you know, all we just week, all that we eat, we consume. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we humans just consume or if it's like Americans consume. I don't know the answer. Well, I think according to the Blue Zones book you gave me, oh, I that's think it's true. Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not those 
you know, there's Loma Linda people or whatever it is. Well, yeah, they're <laughs> Americans, but they made the conscious yeah. choice to live their lives yeah. differently. Yes. 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 And aside from, you know, becoming a Seventh-day Adventist. I did look at real estate there, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, and even in those parts of the world, not everybody lives like they do right. in the blue zones, you know, right. so it is interesting. And if we can just take a little piece of that blue zone. Yeah. And put it into our own lives. Into our own lives. Yeah. Just a little bit. If you say once a week, I'm going to read three paragraphs of a book. Mm -hmm. I think it's better than not. And why do I think it? Because I had to ask myself that question. Because <laughs> I started thinking, yeah, it's good for your brain. And also, do you want to just be born, consume, and die? Isn't well, there if anything? You're reading, aren't you consuming? You well, I feel like your brain is exercising and doing something with those words that can be used later. Yeah, consuming. it's almost like right because consumption in and of itself isn't bad. If I eat an apple, I'm consuming, but I'm also giving myself something. So I guess consumption in and of itself isn't bad. So book is like health food. That's what I think. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we end it at twenty minutes because? Guys, we're doing an intro, right? We are. Let, let's do it. We're yeah, we're gonna work on our intro today, which we're not. <laughs> we're not really sure what we're gonna do. Maybe Lawrence could tell us if it's like a good intro or a bit, or he could sing. That would be a nice <laughs> intro. He could read us a book he likes to read too. Oh, nice. Yeah, he read Where the Sidewalk Ends like fifty times when he was three. Oh. He could revisit that period of your life. <laughs> All right, so we'll work on our intro, okay. and next week will be our big announcement. Yes. Whatever that means. I'm I don't afraid. Either. <laughs> okay, we're all letting right. it all out. <laughs> all right. Thank you Thanks. for joining us. See you next week. Bye. bye. Well, not yet bye because our computer did oh. fall asleep. I must have done it wrong. So, so we're, we're still here. About to say goodbye. And I can't even put the password in correctly. <laughs> we are going to say goodbye any minute. Right now, I'm looking at Natalie's children who are appearing across her screen, and they're Your all Your children are probably going to pop up too. They probably will. All right, Look. there we are. Okay. All right. So see you officially, next week. goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>